What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcaster with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great to be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thigpen, also known as Me Speaks, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Crazy. So, you know. Four years of podcast, and I promise you, I never had a guest like this, all right? Like, I've had mm. veterans on, I've had active duty service members on, I've had people in different military branches, and, you know, so just to give a back brief, okay? Like, give a back brief of the guests that I have today, all right? Initially, I this was never in the cards, you know what I mean? Like, to have him on the show, let alone, I didn't even think that we were supposed to even have, like, a friendly conversation, you know what I mean? Like, when we first, well, his interaction with me was exactly what I had always imagined from the entire Vet Bro community. So, we're going back and forth on Instagram, and he's like, call me, and I'm like this, well, God damn it, I will call. You see what I'm saying? Because one thing about me, I'm going to fucking call. I'll call. You know what I mean? Because he's like, you know, like poking a bear, poking a bear. And I'm just like this, like, I'm like, ain't no way that I'm going to be fucking goddamn ran off fucking Instagram. You know what I mean? So we sit down. I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm expecting confrontation when it turned out to be a conversation. And, And that's a big play for the simple fact that I'm a podcaster. You know what I mean? Like. I get the conversation when I was expecting, I was not expecting that. And I remember one of the biggest things that he said on there, and it was something that I kind of just brushed off because I thought he was just trying to flex on me. You know what I mean? And he was like this, yeah, man, I did my thing. I mean, you can Google it. And it was that right there. And I was like, this, yeah, I'll Google it. And fast forward, here I am Googling everything just to make sure everything is good. And I look and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, hold on now. And I'm like, hold on. I was like, one, two. I was like, I know bronze is not the second highest because bronze wouldn't become before silver. And I'm like, this guy's a silver star recipient? And and, and I'm saying, like, four years of podcasting, I don't think I've ever had an American hero like this or somebody of this caliber. So it's with no further ado that I welcome... Philip Mac, Philip Mac McCauley. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead, give it up. What's going on, man? What's up, dog? <laughs> that intro kept me cracking up. Uh, so, so if you mind, I'll give a little backstory at my end when we were chatting. So my boy, he got me joined the Marine Corps like fucking forever ago. I mean, like 20 years ago. And uh, he, this guy, he's like, this guy, Bull, posted this dude, this actor, you talking about, they're not always Marines, whatever. And I was like, Damn. And my way of getting it, so I was an influence. Yeah, I have like not many, maybe 20,000 followers now. I used to have like hundreds, eight thousands. And so like I got off social media, but back 10 years ago when I was doing it, like my way was just be aggressive and like poke the bear. You, you literally took my phrase, like poke the bear to get people's attention, whether it was some big company or whatever. I just started talking shit, you know, with Marine Corps infantry. That's what we do. So I started talking shit to Bull. I started talking shit to Meech. And like you said, I said, hey, well, call me, homie. And we called. And I knew when I answered the phone, I was like, hey, what's up? Like, chill. And had a real conversation with him. It was going to throw him off. So he called me out on it. <laughs> he just like, this is not how I expected this. Like, And no. then we actually, I, <laughs> I learned some stuff from him about the modern core. He learned from me. I kind of gave him a little uh, advice from my time, you know, doing podcasts and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, we're going to get, let me get on your podcast. We'll discuss these hot topics that we sorry i'm chewing we uh both align on you know essentially we verb things differently but we're different generations of marines we're different generations of men different regionally you know so i was like let's do this i said and then afterwards we'll get a donation going to your uh charity of your choice and and maybe your followers want to want to pick and, and we'll make that happen um uh, and and get that done and so he's like fuck yeah so then we kind of just like weren't going to tell anybody we're like we're going to play this out maybe bash each other a little bit on here see what people say until we let it out well, just the other day, some dude was like, or maybe it was yesterday, it was like, hey, uh, well, I don't like your comment or whatever on, on his post. And then, like, I was like, well, whatever, blah, blah. And then he just goes, I ain't forget about your dog holidays. I get it, you know, holidays. I was sick most of the time. 
Uh, fuck for the holidays, but uh, yeah. So then I was, he's like, "Going to do podcast now." I was like, "I said name type place like tonight." I was like, "Let's do it," you know. So yeah, that's how that's how we got here. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Like you know what really did it for me, and I'm not even about to lie. I'm not. I'm not about to lie to you. It pissed me off because of how much we had in common, and I, you, you know what I mean. Like I'm expecting, I'm expecting opposition, and and to give a little bit more context. That video, right? Like that video caused so many from a different generation to feel like as if like, oh, well, you know, the Marine Corps has gotten soft and not in my Marine Corps. And I'm like, dog, like I promise you the Marine Corps has not fucking gotten soft. I promise you. Let me rephrase that. I promise you that we all are. You you know, you know what I mean? Because me and you talked about that. You know what I mean? Because there, there is some moments where I'm just, but, I got to throw my thing. hands up. With, with that. Back then, there are plenty of soft motherfuckers, dog. I mean, like, I can name some people we ate for breakfast that walk around and bang their chest, you know, mm-hmm. after they got out. I'm a Marine. I'm like, dog, you fucking hit inside the wire because you said you have PTSD. Great, you have PTSD. I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. But don't go out in the civilian world and be like, I'm a fucking warfighter. I'm like, whatever is our job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like that's it. So I, it, it, I am learning, you know, the more mature I get that, the world's in a cycle, right? And every demographic and community and organization's in a cycle. And uh, I used to say, you know, 10% are fucking shitbags. When I was a drone starter, I was like, 10% of the fucking recruits are shitbags, you know? Now I realize about 10% of the Marine Corps, and, and, and I'm not on the depot, but from my, my recruits are now drone starters. Uh, but 10% of the, the Marine Corps and recruits are actually good motherfuckers, and the other 90 are there for the wrong reason. And what I'm learning, the older I get, you know, I grew up in, in Southeast Texas, right? It was right. different, different part of the world, you know, um, in a good way and a bad way. But, like, people communicate differently around our country mm-hmm. uh, when they're raised differently. And now get, becoming older, moving out west. I mean, I lived here when I was in Marine Corps. I was fucking World War War, fight, fight, fight shit. Uh, it, I'm learning that people say things that have the same meaning. They're just they're, – they're delivered differently. And, and it's on the recipient of what they're saying, unless it's something derogatory, stupid, or just blatantly wrong, but to understand, like, what they're receiving. Yes, as, when you speak, you should always know your audience, but at the same time, your audience should know the fucking person speaking, right? A hundred percent. And so, you know, doing a little reflection today before, I, I mean, I breezed over to the text you sent, like, what we want to talk about. I told you I didn't want to be scripted. And I, the biggest thing, I, I, just, I just centered myself, you know, I went to the gym, I worked out, and I was like... I have to understand he's going to say things that right off the cuff, Sergeant Mac back in the day would have just fucking lost his shit. But Philip, Phil, you know, or Mac, whatever, he, he needs to take that in and understand what he's really trying to say, right? Because if I want to continue to help guys now, uh, I can't just be tear shit down, right? Like, even if I disagreed with you, if I came at you hard, you called me and I came at you hard again, we would never be doing this. 100%. You know, these people wouldn't be seeing these two point of views and, and hopefully – kind of bridge some some problems that we're going to get into in the podcast so yeah 100 percent, man and i and honest to god man i really the frustrating thing is and and i've said it and me and you also had that conversation where i told you flat out bro like i hate the vet bro community you know what i mean yeah. like my predecessors you know not in the sense of oh i can't stand my predecessors but i can't stand the community in which the culture now, uh, of the that culture vet, yes yeah. that's what it is this whole oh well because i came in before you i'm entitled to this notion or you know i deploy to x y and z i'm like this bro like i deploy too you know what i mean and it's like i get it you came in in a completely different time but times have changed and there's so yeah. many other issues that we're facing and a lot of the issues and this is the shit that really pisses me off is that a lot of the issues that we're facing is from this generation you know what i mean like i'm picking we're, we're trying to fix a lot of the issues now and it's like bro like help me don't fight against yeah. me and that was one of my biggest and i and i, and I talked to you about that yeah so i mean if you want to start the first topic i'm i'm in i've uh i kind of I don't remember the first one that was on the list, but yeah, we'll go with it. Let's shoot from the hip. man. Like, I feel like one of the biggest things, and I think the first topic is, is why is it so hard for this generation to connect with the old one? Okay. So I had this problem as well when I was in, um, and I must say a few things here. Probably going to offense people. I, I don't believe in God. I'm not like an atheist or anything, but it's just not my way of life. Don't judge against it. Whatever. Everybody, I fought for people to do whatever fuck they want. But whoever the higher power is or the aliens, whatever. Uh, I feel like they saw something during my time 
uh, and just put me in the right place at the right time to do the things I did to be able to have some leverage over some people because those guys now that ran me in the dirt, talked shit, said I was never nothing compared to them, uh, hit me in my, my, my emails, my fucking DMs, and my text messages. Like, hey, man. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm there for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not a piece of shit, but I'm also like, remember that fucking mentality you had that I was never going to do anything? And not that what I did is, is anything that I don't feel the right people would have done, you know, uh, that were there for the right reason. But it's, it's like now it's kind of like, well, what are you going to say now? Like, what are you going to say? You know, um, I mean, I did, I did Ramadi, Haditha, Hawklania, saying, and like, like, what are you going to say, dude? And the worst ones I will find, uh, whether it's infantry or not, okay, this is a non-MOS specific, um, is the peacetime guys from the, I'd say like post-Vietnam era to like the, about, yeah. um, the Desert Storm, even some of the Desert Storm games. I used to drink a lot, okay? Like, I mean, it's just my way of life. You deploy so much. I think, I mean, I wasn't home much at all in my, in my two enlistments. But, uh, you know, so you're in bars and bars usually, you know, around where veterans are, or you know, veterans and military are. They will have the tallest motherfucking story. And uh, everybody in the bar just rooting them on like they're fucking John Rambo, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm like, you can smell that bullshit from across the parking lot, you know? Those guys, I have, I have come to the understanding that they are so insecure about their service that they go above and beyond to tattoo Marine, Army of One, whatever the fucking ma- mantra is, on their forehead, theore- uh, you know, metho- or theoretically, on their forehead to let everybody know, right? Uh, that they are so insecure about their service because they didn't do what they thought they were supposed to. Guess what? You know what your job is when you sign up? To the fuck you're told wherever you're told, whenever you're told. Doesn't matter if it's pulling a trigger, fucking cooking goddamn tray rats, or driving a fucking truck. Do you know what I mean? The, and, and, and the thing for me is, people are like, well, you're a hypocrite. You got to do it all. Great, you're right. And, and at the end of the day, I would never change what I did or who I served with at the times, but there's a lot of baggage that comes with that shit. You feel me? Um, and there's baggage I wouldn't wish on my worst fucking enemy. Uh, this couldn't have happened at a better time. You know, I, I retired in 2013 uh, medically. I got injured, uh, you know, three times in combat. Um, and so I was a Marine, you know, like active duty Marine. That's all I knew from 17 to, you know, my late 20s. And um, I lost my identity, right? But I had a work ethic and I had just this no quit mentality. So, of course, I was successful in the civilian sector. Uh, you asked, you know, what company I have. I don't have a company anymore. I was in the firearm industry. Um, and it blew up and that's where the social, I was already on social media, but it, it, it got crazy quick. And, um, because of my insecurities about not staying in, I let it go to my head, the money, the, uh, it wasn't just a military influence. I mean, I was across the country, you know, people from overseas even, and we we're doing business everywhere, right. In an industry that is very vet friendly, especially with my pedigree. Uh, a lot of people really just ate what I did and I got fucking crazy, like, like psycho crazy, like just doing anything for fucking clicks you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh, a really good friend of mine he uh his name is muhammad Lawal. uh the calm king mo he uh was the light heavyweight champion of strike force we were roommates got me into mma we got a huge argument on instagram over donald trump and i hate all politics now everybody i think they're all fucking crooks and scam they don't care about us but uh I realized that was one of my longest friends. He was there for me through very hard times. Always had my back. He's my fucking brother, man. Like legit, we were brothers. And um, never served or anything, but always supported me no matter what political views, anything. And I let some stupid shit on Instagram, some hype and some politics between us for a year, dude. And we reconnected years and years ago. And we laugh about it now, right? But, uh, and like when he was, you know, world champion, like he said dumb shit too, whatever. But I, I think as young men with poor mentorship, um, as a man, not necessarily your job. He had great mentorship as a fighter. I had great mentorship as a Marine. But as a man and a human, leads to those type of things. So I started growing, just getting big, big, making a ton of money. Um, and I, I was unfaithful to my wife, you know. Um, and uh, I, I just, the party life, the money, the fame. I sold a Glock to Drake, a folding Glock, the full concealment of Drake. Fucking being stupid, right? And, and, and I look back and it's the worst decisions of my life. But I let it go to my head. And I was that motherfucker that I don't like now. You know, and so now, you know, I'm going through a divorce. It's almost over. No hard feelings. She's a fucking good person. I'm a good person. You know, uh, we're on the downward side towards 40. Um, and, and she's with me over 10 years, you know, like ups and downs. And like, 
when I talk about that baggage, like, dude, the first couple of years I was out, I was not okay. Okay. And it wasn't that I was like PTSD, like the, the yard sign, like, don't shoot fireworks. I fucking love fireworks. It's America. Right. Yeah. But like, it was, you know, waking up fucking cold sweats, falling off the fucking bed, you know, being violent, like getting in fights and going too far, you know, going yeah. to jail. And, um, and that's not good, healthy behavior. You know what I mean? Hey, if you talk shit, get punched. Cool. But once they're on the ground, knocked out, you don't stomp their fucking teeth in. You know what I mean? You're not trying to fucking kill them. So these type of things kept setting me back in life, setting me back in life. Finally to the point where, you know, my, my spouse and I decided to get a divorce. It's been gone for about a year. Um, and it's been a fucking roller coaster of emotions and finances, everything else, because I've been, you know, moderately successful. And, um, and I've had to mature a fuck ton, dude. Uh, a, a lot. To the point where, you have to reinvent yourself. Yeah. You know, it's not 2006 in 2007 in fucking reinvading Iraq. It's not 2010 in Afghanistan clearing the Sangam Valley. That intensity is great. That passion is fucking great. Like it is taking me places, still taking places in my life, you know, but it also misguided can fuck you up. And that baggage is these guys want it. And I'm like, you, you want to be fucking getting in trouble, going to jail. You want to lose wives. You want to lose money. You want to hurt people? No. If you do, you're a fucked up person. They say, you know, special forces, like uh, 80-something percent of them are psychopaths. Yeah, I agree that. I'm probably one myself. But uh, not to the extent of where I'm a narcissist, you know? And so these guys get so insecure, I feel they become a narcissist. And they abuse their wives verbally, mentally, physically, uh, in, in their friends and the people they're supposed to be close with in their, their community, their demographic. And they find off, oh, why PTSD? That's not PTSD. PTSD is today. No end. One of our guys died in Afghanistan, uh, December 28, 2010. I woke up. I knew it. It's tattooed on my body, but I fucking knew it. I didn't, uh, I didn't have to know the day. You know, like it's, it's an internal clock. And I didn't want to work out. I had been really sick over all the holidays. I had some bad food. Not like COVID or anything, like, like stomach sick. And I've been eating like shit because I usually eat really good. And, and so I've been putting the gym off. I, I was doing 350 the, maybe like two weeks ago. My shoulders, I'm just getting older, you know, like can't take that weight. So yeah. I was like, oh, just one more day. One more day. I was giving myself a fucking excuse not to better myself today. And I was like, absolutely not. I said, the least I can do is get the fuck up out of bed and feel some pain and drive forward because new in, you know. And, and, and people were like, well, you got to let it go. I'm never going to let it go. That's PTSD. PTSD is that, you know, every time one of these 25 guys on my last point, the ones before, you know, all these things that happen, I'm going to remember that. And, and I'm not going to feel great, but I'm going to go out there and kick my own ass and kick whatever ass I have to in life. And that's PTSD. The bullshit of like an excuse, that's not PTSD. You're a fucking coward and a pussy. And I was that coward and a pussy, so I can say that and I'll openly admit it. And if you have a problem, you know, you know, you, I'll give myself a number. I'll buy you a plane ticket. <laughs> you know what's so crazy, man? Is, is as you sit back and you describe like, you know, just like other vets or just describe, you know, just y'all as a whole, you're describing my seniors, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're describing my yeah. corporals, you're describing my sergeants. Like, and I'm talking about PFC thick pins, sergeants and corporals, Lance Get Corporal this. thick pins. They're PFC. getting promoted for it. Yeah. In the right command, they're getting promoted. Here's the problem with the transition to the new, the new, well, not new. I don't want to say that. Say Let me find the proper terminology. The current there service is, members yeah, the current. and the prior service members that are now veterans. Here's the problem. You have two types of command. There should be three. Okay. Number one is the type of command we're talking about. They reward people for being bad people, good at their job. Mm. That is not okay. Number two, they reward people for being good people and bad at their job. <laughs> Number three should be they should promote being a good person and promote they should promote you as a person to be better, but promote you in your position for the abilities you have in your job yeah. and your billet. And that's not existent in the Marine Corps right now or the Army. Um, it's just not happening. I have friends across all the branches, uh, and it's not happening. It has become a likership. Social media is a huge part. I think influencers in the military are a great thing, but I also think they're very toxic because somebody that doesn't care. Dude, we have talked today, and you're like, I've been editing for weeks. And I'm like, I, would, I said, told you, it's going to happen. It's a yeah. hard job. But you're still doing your motherfucking job in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm going to pick on the female side. 
these girls rather post because I, I I don't see I mean I see guys do but they're not relevant because they don't have ass and tits right let's just be straight up you know they can't get fucking half naked on goddamn Instagram and get get followers right they they're shitty Marines and they're they're wasting time on it but they're not relevant you know they're not making an influence so they're not really an influencer but these females they're they're half naked doing things on social media and this is not just the Marine Corps and they're getting clout for it not fame clout mm. not fame. Not recognition, clout. They're not bettering things. These bullshit motherfuckers, and the, I'll get back to the guys. They're tied into this one too. We'll say, well, I did this and that. You go look. No, they didn't. And they're leveraging this to be promoted. Social media should have no influence on your promotion unless you've used it to help the community, whether it be the veteran community, the serve, active service member community, or the community that supports the veteran community and the active service member community. And, and so I don't, I don't mean ahead. to interject on that. Is, no, is exactly. I remember me yeah. you had that conversation where, you know, like, and I said it where I was like, dude, like, I just don't like saying that I'm a military influencer. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> you didn't even recognize you were one. I was like, talking dude, like I'm still like trying to get over that because of the simple fact that there's such this negative, negative perception yeah. behind it because you do see it. You know what I mean? Like you do see like, and I'm not going to say all because it's not all and it's unfair. Let's say 90%, say right? You know? 90% is fair. I'm a, you know, I, I'll go on, I'll go on and do a 60, 40. I'll say a 60, okay. because I don't know everybody. You know what I mean? And I, and I said it because yeah. I just don't know everybody, yeah. but 40, 40%, man, like that 40%, you see them and it's just like, bro, like, come on, man. Like, you know that you're only here just to fucking get followers. You know that you're only here to get clout. I know you in real life, bro. Like, I know you in real life and I know that you're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah. other person and a Marine. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and the thing that pisses me off, man, is, is that there are really good ones out there. You know? It's and they're not really, getting it. They're not they're getting not. the attention they deserve, yeah. No, and then people like, and and the the fucked up part is, is that, we're, we're all just lumped in. You know what I mean? Like, yep. the moment that you say yep. that, we're all lumped in. So we're constantly fighting battles from people that you started. Like, I'm fighting this battle from somebody that you started a fight with. You know what I mean? Like, yep. that's how it feels. Yep. And now it, it kind of hinders that, that conversation between you and I. Because yep. I'm on the perception of he thinks that I'm just some regular fucking influencer. And I'm looking at you from the perception of, oh, he's just a, a fucking vet bro. Vet you know bro. what I mean? I love that. And, 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 and bro, I, I had to look it up, man. Like, I really had to look it up. That, you know what I mean? It's already been money. copyrighted. It's it's already. Yeah, yeah bro. Let's like, it's it already him. been copyrighted. Let's buy where, it from him. <laughs> and I, they even gave me a definition. But uh, exactly what you were talking about, where at one point there was a generation who felt inadequate because they didn't do the things that a lot of a lot of y'all were able to do. You know what I mean? Because I'm gonna be fucking honest, dude. Like I read your fucking your warrant. God damn. You know what I mean? Like that's the stuff <laughs> yeah. that you see in movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's the stuff yeah. that you see in movies. So I can see that part from where you're talking about. But on the flip side, I feel like there's and when you talk about that baggage where a lot of people now have because during that period it was deployments back to back to back. Like you literally came home for a couple, you were on home, you were home for like 10 days and then boom, you're out of there again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, just, I was on it. Yeah. and it was so crazy, but it seemed like that's all that their lives were. And then when they left the service, that's all that they left with. So now here they are in the civilian world. Let, or on let me interject section. on you. Yeah, again please, too. please, please. That's all that I was too, man. To be honest with you, it's been a crazy. That's, I was Sergeant Mac. That's it. And like some guy was like, oh, well, that's your tag. Well, of course it's my fucking tag because it's the tag I've had for a decade. You know? um, but like, yeah, that's all I was. You know? And I say was past tense because I'm not that motherfucker anymore. And, and, you know, I'm not like soft, you know, that's not it at all. Uh, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, do I really want to hurt people that don't know the hurt they're going to get? You know, do I want to let that kind of violence out? You know, no. Why would I? That violence is reserved for a very specific thing. Your life, your brother's life, brother, sister now, you know, or your family's life. And that's fucking it, dude. You bring that violence to the table, then you have no self-control. You know, and I, I've done some crazy stuff, man. When I got out, I ran with some tough people that rode motorcycles. We'll leave it like that. And then I got back into it a few years later, and I pumped the brakes before I put another cut on, you know. And uh, now I just ride motorcycles, you know. I don't. I don't, I don't do all that stuff because, like, it was when they're pulling you off people, like, 1% motorcycle gang members, you're like, damn, something wrong with me. These are registered gang members pulling me off a motherfucker, you know? Like, nah, you, you start to question. Asking. 
Oh, my bad, man. I just yeah, no, my, no, one no, of the biggest no, things I, I ask I, yeah. is is how did you work through that? You know what I mean? Because work friend, through what part? Talk talk to me about. Give me a little more context, and I will gladly answer. I'm an open book, like I said. The baggage, like just coming back from the deployments, like how were you, you able to you, work through that? So when I was in, zero, nothing, no problem, no question. I thought I was deploying again when I fucking got back the last time. I was like, fuck it, let's go. Well, 3-5, my last infantry unit, we took so many casualties. They like implemented shit where you got to talk to a doctor. And uh, my boys are loyal to me, right? So I, we're in line. It's our turn to go up there. My unit's turn in 3-5, my squad. And they're like, hey, you know, line up. And I say, hey, just get, get fire team order. I'll, I'll go first, boys. So I go in there, and I didn't say shit. I told him my name, and I just sat there, and he asked a question. I just nodded at him and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So all fucking 13 retards under me fucking did the same thing. Well, I get a fucking phone call about, because it was an hour, uh, a 20-minute assessment, maybe 30 if you talked. Somebody like, that we went at the beginning of that day. It was like the end of the day, 5 o'clock. I'm, waiting, I'm getting the call, and I see the battalion CP calling me. I'm like, damn, who's calling me not from a cell phone? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's 2011. We got cell phones. And uh, so I'm like, Damn, I answer, it's the fucking master guns. He's like, hey, they're about to light your ass up. Where the fuck you at? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm in my car waiting for this shit to end. The guys are fucking doing whatever. He's like, hey, just be prepared. So our major calls me. He's like, get your motherfucking ass to the time. He's like, up there. Fucking BC, Sergeant Major. They're like yelling at the command. My, one of my best friends was my, my company guns at the time. He's smiling. We've been done multiple units, multiple deployments. He's smiling because he knows. He knew, they told him what I did, and he's just like, yeah, that's how I trained that stupid fucker when he's a private. private. And uh, so they're like, you're going to do it again tomorrow, and you're going to fucking talk. So in there, I was like, my name is Philip McCulloch. Well, what'd you do? Went to Afghanistan. Why are you here? Because they're making me. And that was about it. My guys did the same thing. They let it go. Then I was told that with I was getting this award, and I'm, you know, Try to put me in for a third Purple Heart. I was like, fuck that bullshit. I, mean, I ain't going to accept it. Like, you need to go to Sergeant's course to get promoted. We're going to promote your staff sergeant. I was like, cool. I go to Sergeant's course. This is my first interaction in a non-infantry-centric course with non-infantry really? Marines. Any females in any course I've ever been to, almost six years six years or so into the Marine Corps, period, right? So I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this, you know? I mean, I've been on the range a couple times with females. It never went well. You yeah. know, but you know, my time is just different. You know, it's a different mentality, different training, different mindset. Which I'm not either way. I don't care. You know, I'm not in charge. It's not my organization. So, but at that time, that's the way my mentality was. Right. So I go, and they grouped all the infantry guys in the course of 123 students. They grouped six of us in our own like platoon, and I was like, this is weird. Well, one of the six I went to SOI with and did uh, the recon end doc with, and he went to BRC, and I just wanted to go to three seven because they're deploying faster. So we were kind of re- reminiscing, and they medevaced me on the first time I got hurt in Afghanistan. We were out in the middle of nowhere, had nobody get us. My buddy's flipping freaks. He picks them up. The first force was out there by us. They picked me up on a bird and sent me out. So we're laughing. We heard you get a silver star faggot. <laughs> like, ah, yeah, you know, whatever, guys. So we're in class. The auditorium at uh, SOI for the Staff Academy or Sergeant's Course. I think it's Staff Academy building, yeah. And so, is this uh, in Pendleton I'm, or in uh, Lejeune? Pendleton. I know exactly yeah. where you're at. Yeah. So, so I'm in there and like, they're like, who's the most senior time in grade sergeant? Blah, blah. And these guys are like, I've been a sergeant for six years. I'm like, God damn, you suck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm thinking, you know? It's like every day, every other day, they're firing them. Mm. And like, who, we're sitting there. I'm fucked up, hungover. I may have probably still drunk. All the infantry guys, the recon guys I was with are fucking drunk. And I'm asleep, and Adam Levine, his first force, he's out now. He's on the East Coast jersey. We're good buddies still. I'm asleep, and Lloyd, Lloyd, I hate being pinched. Lloyd pinched me on the side. I'm like, ugh. Adam hit my arm, and I and raised my arm up. So now I'm the class first. Well, they're like, you want to be a class first? So I'm like, what? And they're like, huh. And I, I don't ever balance from challenge. So I'm like, fuck it, yeah. It's like, well, come down here and sing the Marine Corps hymn. I'm like, fucking A-Rat. All right, cool. And I sang the Marine Corps hymn in front of 122 of my peers and the instructors. It's like, all right, you're it. Well, I ran it like I'd run one of my teams, you know? Like, I didn't run it like I thought the Staff Academy should. So I was pretty harsh. Uh, but at the same time, they were giving me my second Purple Heart during that course. So, like, these guys, the instructors, man, nothing against them, but, like, that time in the Marine Corps, like, a guy like me, you just kind of gloves off, like, hands off. You just yeah. let him do what the fuck he does. The command's going to cheat your ass if, you, if, if, if there's a problem with me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Leave him alone. He, he's doing his job, you know? So... 
I was pretty intense and like PTs weren't like sergeant course PTs, you know, Rev- cause I, 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 the way they run it, I don't know how they run out, but you ran the whole course. They just were there to instruct pretty much. Really? That's it. Like, so, we, oh, you set the times they showed up. You did morning PT, you did accountability, everything it was all on you teaching you to be a leader. Right. And that's one of the things that's a problem now. Right. So mm. they, uh, they took that away from you guys. And so, um, I had some complaints and the first one, I said, come on, bitches, let's, let's get this going. This is how I talk. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the one, one of the female Marines took it personal. Cool. Uh, so she reported me. They talked to me. I said, okay, I won't say we're bitching in. Well, next morning, I'm fucked up, dude. Like, I don't, I think we're big hounds. I don't know if you've been to, uh, you've been to Pendleton. It's so like, yeah. just north of the Christianios Gate, there's big hounds, 3-5 bar. Yeah. I, I took the talking. recon guys there. We got smashed. You don't go in there if you're not 3-5, at least when I was in. So we smashed. And, uh. I'm hungover, and I'm like, dude, we're slaying everybody today. <laughs> and so, so like, this this Marine is doing push-ups on her knees. And I'm like, absolutely not. So I was just an intense individual, so I'm, like, yelling at her. And she gets a walks off. Bro, the fucking course director, like, major whatever, comes over. He's like, hey, come talk to you. He goes, are you drunk? I was like, not anymore. <laughs> like, smell like booze. It was different back then. And so he's like, hey, whatever. You know, he's like, you can't talk to people like that. Like, they're your peers. I said, am I the customer, sir? He's like, yes. I said, so I'm responsible for them and in charge. Yes. I said, and you're telling me I can't tell them to do what I want them to do within ref and right lateral limit. He's like, well, that's not what I'm saying, Mac. And I'm like, what well, is what you're saying? He goes, all right, how about this? You don't run morning PT warm up anymore. I said, great. That's what I got to do. I said, do I have to show up? He's like, we're going to do accountability check-ins on funds. I said, cool. So they changed it. And that's, that, that's kind of, uh, I'm a caveat here. That is part of the problem. Instead of like conforming to everybody being one, I don't care if there's women, men, whatever, gay, straight in a unit, you should all be one. You should all be treated the same, act the same. You should not get special privileges. So instead of just making everybody the same, saying, hey, don't do that. You know, everybody has to do them on knees or whatever. I would be fine with that. But they're like, we're going to change it. Now you're not going to do these warm-up PTs. And so it makes, that's what makes things weaker, not softer, weaker, because the mental stress, the physical pain, the physical exertion, and the ability just to do what the fuck you're told when you're in the military. That's the problem people have now. I don't care. When I was a private, I was taught something very bad. And I hope Mike Watts is watching this, because he's one of my heroes, my first squad leader. But he taught me this. And Mike, you're great. He's a fucking first sergeant now. He's fucking up there now. Maybe a fuck sergeant major. I don't know. But uh, he's like, if them motherfucking pogas sergeant, uh, sergeants or corporals say something, you just brush them the fuck off. Cool. I got arrested at the gate because some fucking PMO, Lance Corporal, tried to tell him, I'm a bitch, I'm a private infantry. Get the fuck away from me. We got to fight. I got arrested. You know, middle of the day. It was wild out in Twin Ponds back in the day. When I was a sergeant, I said, I'm not going to do that. If a, an NCO tells one of my Marines to do something, they don't do it, try and make them do it. And if they, they're that stubborn, come get me because I know goddamn good and well they're going to fucking listen to me, you know? And so that became a problem. And so guys that stayed in, unlike myself, are usually the ones that kind of slid under. They didn't go to the stream. They didn't have the accolades. They didn't work as hard, but they stayed in by just going to that that limit, but backing off a little so they didn't get in trouble. Like guys me, everybody. I, I, outlasting everybody. But then now that we're all gone, all the people that knew they're real, who they really fucking were, mm-hmm. were like... They're like, well, I'm that guy now. No, bitch. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're the ones that we hazed when you were a fucking corporal and we were PFCs because you were that much of a shitbag. But you saw this, and now you outlasted us because you you played the game. You just weren't who you were, and now they're in charge, and they're fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Yeah. I ain't even about to lie to you. That I've said that before, but I ain't never say it like that, and I love that right there. I ain't never say well, it like that before. We're recorded, so you got it. But to answer your question about the package, when I was in, there was, there was no time for it. When I got out, it came out in anger. Mm. I'm talking anger. I mean, look at this pinky. That pinky ain't fucking normal. You know, mm-hmm. that motherfucking figure ain't straight. Like, I fought and fought and fought and fought. That's what I love to do. I did MMA. I fucking fought. Jail, fought, jail, fought, jail, fought, you know? And it just got to the point, lose, I lost my, fir- my first wife and I, I'll be 100% honest with you. We first got married so we could just live together, and then I was gone on time. She's like, fuck, peace out. I said, cool, peace, you know? We didn't like each other, so peace. My wife that I'm divorcing now, love my life. I'm the love of her life. It's not even a question. Sorry for any dude out there. She's beautiful that tries to get with her. She's mine forever, and it sucks, you know? Uh, but, uh, but uh, I mean, she was my punch bag. Not physically, but she was my punch bag, you know, for all my problems. And so, like, mm-hmm. anger. Just fucking anger, dude. And, like, she got to the point, you know, six years into marriage, she knew it. So, like... My friend was getting married. He's an army, uh, army infantry guy. 
cop from my hometown. He, uh, I was in his wedding, and the night prior, we did the rehearsal dinner. We're at a resort, and they called me down, and Lindsay was like, hey, you know, like these cowboys are talking shit to them. It's Texas, you know? Uh, like, you should probably just stay away. I said, cool. So I did. But then they started getting crazy, and he started to try to break it up because even, even then I knew, like, the level of violence I would go to instantly was just, like, too much, you know? So I'm not going to get into stories. It's not a, it's not a I love me story, but just we got to fight, me and these three guys, because everybody else was incapacitated in some capacity from what happened. Uh, two of them left in stretchers and one limped away and, like, broken legs and fucking fractured skulls and gla- glasses of scotch busted in fuck people's eyeballs. And my wife sat there, and I remember this is probably one of the turning points for me. I sat there, and I looked at her, and there's blood fucking everywhere, and I'm just, like, in sweatpants, dog in a shirt like I am now. Everybody's dressed up still, and everybody's just kind of staring at me. I'm like, damn, this went real far high and right real quick, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I go to the bartender, I'm like, and my friend was chief police in in another town. I was like, what do I do? He's like, probably going to jail, dog. Like, like this is. I said, I'm not drunk. He goes, I know. He goes, this is this is this is too far. And I was like, because I love you, I'll get you out, whatever. I said, cool. So I go to the bartender and I was like, hey, if I cannot go to jail, because they're gonna ask you, because you're the only neutral person here, you ain't see shit. Here's thousand dollars. Boom. <laughs> OG, dude for fucking third ward Houston. Like my, my homies grew up. He's like, I got you, dog. I was like, cool. Took the money. You know what I mean? Them cops came. They tried so hard to, to put me in jail. And that dude was like, I ain't see shit. <laughs> and it kept telling me, I was like, damn, I fucking love it. But, I, I and of course, at that moment, I was like fucking jacked up. Yeah, I'm getting away with whatever. But, sorry, my two. That moment when I looked over at her and everybody was staring at me and she was just like this, like, didn't face her. This is the 20th time she's seen people bloody and fucked up and reeling off ambulances. It didn't face her. I was like, damn, I fucked her up. You know what I mean? And so then I started wanting to change. And when I wanted to change, I was like an internal conflict. Yeah. So I started going worse, dude, like worse, like drugs and drinking and fucking because I hated myself now at this point. Now I had self-awareness and I hated myself. So I was like fucking partying, being crazy and being a, a piece of shit husband, just everything bad, you know, because I was taking out on myself. I didn't want her around me because I was like, I'm only hurting her more. So I moved up to Houston and I'm partying and being crazy women and drugs I mean just stupid shit that no man should do with self-respect and destroying my body my mind and uh and so I realized I lost her and uh I called a buddy that was a, he was a marine when I was in a debt program and then went to this bullshit organization called fucking Mighty Hoax stay away from him. Chad Rover shows a fraud but uh we went there together and we saw each other like 12 years later and we're like oh damn like maybe 14 15 years later Remember each other? We live right by each other. So I called him. I didn't know who, who else to call, right? I was just like, I was embarrassed about what I had been doing. I didn't want to tell any of my guys or guys I served with or my seniors or my peers or my juniors. But I knew that he was kind of like he had a rough past when he got out. And and I didn't care if he didn't like me or judge me at that point. Honestly, I tell, I tell Joey this. And I was like, dude, he goes, what's up? I heard from you a long time. I said, well, kind of in a pickle. He goes, what you need? I said, well, not that kind of pickle. He goes, what? And this is honestly the truth. I've, I've told a few people this um, in a quasi-public setting, like it's in a group, you know, not, a, not on a podcast. But uh, I've been partying, you know, and shit, and, and I sobered up. And it's funny, as much as I hated Muslims yeah. back then, this, I'm like following their fucking technique. I shower, I shave, I clean up, and I get in my bed, and I call my drug dealer. I was like, hey, I want some heroin. He's like, what? You don't do heroin? I was like, well, I want some. He goes, I'm not selling to you. Because you're a veteran, you're fucking crazy. I was like, oh, it's for some chick. He's like, oh, okay, okay. Drug dealers mm-hmm. make money, right? So he brings it. I'm in the bed, and I got a lot. And I was just going to bang off. I've never shot anything up ever, you know? So I'm like yeah. YouTubing this. And so I, uh, I'm i laying there, and I just, I don't know. I just said, I got called Joey. I don't know why I fucking he was the one that popped up. I called, he said, take your ass. Are you sober? I said, yeah, take your ass in your tile, drive down to Galveston, sit in the driveway. She'll let you, if she, she'll let you at some point. So I, I had like, my work phone, my personal phone, and my burner phone. All iPhones. I unlocked all of them. Didn't delete a thing. I fell asleep in the driver's seat. I texted her, said, I'm here. Please, get, I need some help. So she comes. She don't let me in. Then it gets later in the day. She lets me in. She takes me in the spare bedroom, cleans me up. And uh, she, uh, she lets me sleep off just a year of being a degenerate, right? Yeah. And so... Uh, she calls a good friend of mine. He was in fifth, uh, first or fifth group. Yeah, and uh, he's a ranger. He's, he was in Grenada. He's older. 
Got Bronstar's being grenade. And uh, fucking one of my heroes. So Jerry drives me up to this hospital. It's the only place that would take me in. And they're like, you're crazy. And I'm like, ah, I'm coming off drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of drugs for a long time. This ain't crazy. I'm just feeling like shit. To pump me up with a bunch of meds. And I'm tripping in there. I'm like, mm-mm. Uh, my body's very sensitive to shit like this. Never been high, like big on medication and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, I need the fuck out of here. So I'm calling her, like, give me the fuck out of here. She's like, I'm not letting you out, dude. Like, till they tell me what's wrong with you. And this and I'm is, like, this is at rehab. This is rehab? It's a mental hospital, kind of. Oh, like, okay. They took me as an inpatient for, for PTSD. Tracking. Private hospital. And so I'm like, uh, she calls a doctor, like the best doctor like in the in the city of Houston. You know, it's like top five in the country, psychiatrist. He comes and sees, he happens to volunteer at that facility, but he came just to see me. He's like, oh, you're bipolar. And I was like, mm, nah, no. I got drama and baggage, but I'm not. So they're giving pills, and she's like, okay, he diagnosed you, like, with whatever. We'll run with it. I'm going to get you in a place where you can work on PTSD, right? Because she agreed the bipolar thing was a little weird, right? So I go to Camp Hope. You heard of Camp Hope? PTSD never... Foundation Maker? No, I have not. Listen. These organizations need to be called the fuck out, but I don't get into that right now. We'll do another podcast. Hold me to it. I hear that. Uh, and so I go there. I'm it's combat veterans, mind you. I might have been one of three combat veterans out of seventy guys. Right. The fucking bullshit stories and the shit they let get away there, with the lies and the manipulation and the theft from our government. Mm-hmm. Why guys that need benefits aren't getting them is because these fuckers are, and they help them get them. Mm. I fought tooth and nail, motherfucker, to just kill everybody there and they kept letting me stay and then finally they, they were like well you need to pay for your own counseling because you have money I'm like bullshit this is the fucking part of the problem I wouldn't pick this goddamn Jesus counselor anyways yeah tell me God's gonna fix my problems no I'm gonna fix my problems with hard work you know so I leave we're working on things me and my wife just not working out man she she had done some stuff at this point I had just a fucking nightmare so we, we're, we're committed though we love the shit out of each other still this day you know and so um, we keep trying for more years and years I go back to work thought it might help I start making a lot of money again. Um, and, and money to an immature person is a very bad thing, okay? Mm. Uh, and I'm talking like a lot of money, like yeah. seven figures a year money. You know, not like, oh, I make $200,000 a year. I'm talking like uh, after tax deductions, I made $900,000. You know, like right. like legit money. Yeah. And so it gets bad again. We're fighting this shit. And so last year I told her, I said, I think we should separate. And she's like, uh, She's like, okay, and I know I have issues, right? Like, I know, and but I keep telling myself it's not these medications. So, like, two years ago, I got off all medication. I was, like, just working hard on myself, right? Not, I got my diagnosis removed. They're like, it's wrong, you know, like, all this bullshit. So, she's like, let's go on an anniversary trip last December. Let's just try, you know. I'm sleeping in another, we have a house on the water down Galson. I'm up in one of the other master suites. She's downstairs. And I'm like, okay, we go, and just some shit came out between us that we both did, and, and we, it was horrible. It crushed both of us. Mm. Came back, and I was like, this is – she tried her best to be the best wife she ever was, and she was. I wasn't accepting it because I was immature and didn't want to yeah. accept what I had done, right? So then I moved to, I moved back up to the other room. I left in February of this year. Yeah. Um, we already filed and stuff, and I realized, like, I can't control what she did. I can't control what invested. I control what the fuck I do. Right. You know? And – I guess just, I have to say, like, you have to want it, you know? Yeah. Uh, you have to want to change. I am not an active duty Marine anymore. I am a Marine. I will always be a fucking Marine. That's where we met because mm-hmm. of this. And now maybe you understand why I'm so passionate. Like, I am a fucking Marine. Till the day I fucking die, I will be a Marine. Um, but I'm not an active duty Marine anymore. Mm-hmm. I am not Sergeant Mack anymore. I'm Philip McCulloch, formerly known as Mack, mm-hmm. you know? And... That's when, you know, I started realizing it. And so I was traveling a lot from February to uh, June. And um, single guy with my disposition, probably a bad thing to be nomadic. You know, you should mm-hmm. have some roots and some responsibility and accountability. So my older sister and I have been like this my whole life. And her husband and I have been very close for 18 years. And they've been married. Yeah. And uh, she's like, just come to Arizona. Come where you, I was born here. Come here, just like start over, you know, fresh. Yeah. Nobody wants anything from you. A lot of people with my background, they like trying to leverage shit and they want money and this and that. And, and so I come out here September 1st, like so first week of September. At first, I was trying very hard and I felt change, but not the change I needed. Like the change yeah. when you go to boot camp change. Well, yeah. at least when I went, right? And uh, and so, or change when you come back to your first combat deployment, like you actually went in combat, you know? And then one day I woke up and I was like, oh my God. 
I am the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's me. And I'm not saying other people didn't do things or have accountability for, or lack of accountability for themselves, but like, I realized no one else matters. And that's not being selfish, but no one else matters. Anymore. I'm responsible for me and my actions. You know, you, you know, and there I'm was like, a moment where you had said, and I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I, no, 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 we I, were on timeline. I can't. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I completely forgot that we were even on an episode. I was just listening to you talk, but, um, there was a moment where you said, uh, self-awareness made you hate yourself. And I feel like that just, that resonated throughout the entirety after once you said that and you just started explaining dude, like it just, it just made so much sense, man. Like, and I just really just wanted to just reiterate that. That when you started to realize, like, is it that once you started to be aware of your actions, that's when it just started to spiral even more out of control? 100%. Like, like I said, when I sat there, I mean, like, these guys were fucked up, like, bad. I don't want to get into too much detail, but, like, I mean, I inserted a glass of 25-year Macallan inside this dude's face. Like, it was no more face. And I'm, 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 I'm 215, 220 pounds any given time right now. I was 235, 240, mm-hmm. and angry and on drugs. And I, I mean, there was no more face. And I continued to beat him for a while after that. I mean, he left C spine, not breathing. The other guy's leg was completely broken. Like, I kicked him right above the knee sideways and shattered his fucking femur. And the other guy was just beat the fuck. And then, like, when I saw that, like, that level of violence and carnage, and my friend that was in combat over there, like, and his wife and all these guys that were combat veterans, just fucking like, oh shit. And my fucking wife is sitting like this. Drinks your water. I'm like, that clicked. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're a crazy person. And I was back then, you know. Now, obviously, I'm not. But, like, I, I was like, that's, I, that was the moment in my entire life, I'd say, that I became self-aware of the destructive actions to myself. Because no one gets hurt at the end of the day but me. Yeah. No one gets hurt. No one goes to jail but me. And I think my fucking mugshot on the internet. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Um, that's why. Like, I when you said uh, 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 Texas, I was just like, yeah, I'm tracking Texas. I got arrested. Yeah, I I got arrested in Texas a while back. So like, I knew it was in New Broadfords. I don't know if you've been in New Broadfords. Like, yeah, yeah. You, hey, you're going to get arrested in New Broadfords. Everybody keeps saying that. Like when I got there, they were like, yeah, you get arrested. Everybody gets arrested in New Broadfords. I was like, this. I don't want to be arrested in New Broadfords. I'm not racist, but you're a black guy with a non-southern accent in New Broadfords. So you've been arrested. Immediately, I immediately got arrested. Like I immediately, that's a story and it's a story for another time, but that's the reason why I have a mugshot now is because of New Broadfords, Texas. And I was in the Marine Corps. That was like, that was actually like my second time being arrested in the Marine Corps. You know what I mean? So like, that's that, that, that's beside the point. But the one thing that just stood out the most, man, especially when you hear that story and everything. You fucking demolish this guy. I'm already creating it in my head. You know what I mean? And it's something mm-hmm. right out of a fucking movie. Like, like it's one of those Netflix. You remember? Have you ever seen The Punisher on Netflix? Yeah, of course I love Punisher. Okay, okay. So it's just like that. Like that jail scene where he fucks those guys up, and as yeah. he's just starting to everything's starting to dial down, and you just see the damage, and then you look over and you see your wife, who's completely unfazed, normal. normal. Unfazed. And that that's was, scary, dude. That <laughs> sent chills down my spine because it's like she has become so numb to it all, and she's so used to you used doing this that it's just like I mean I don't understand why everybody else is so surprised. This is normal. That is yeah. crazy. So I do want to get into your comment that made us meet, and because I kind of touched on it, right? Yeah. The inboxes that I get are hilarious, and of course I'm gonna talk shit back. He talks shit to me. I talk shit back to the internet. You know, because 99% of them would never come to my face and say this. But I know now, after our conversation, when I was in my truck, you were smoking your cigarette. I always got jealous because I had no nicotine, remember? I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know what you meant, right? Like, and that's one of those things where it's a double-edged sword. One side of me is like, I feel like you should understand your audience. And the other side of me is like, I should understand what he's trying to say because he's a different person than me, right? Mm-hmm. So let me say from my perspective, my beliefs, and let me say what I believe you're trying to say and correct me if I'm wrong when I get to that point. My beliefs are is the reason the Marine Corps is different is because we're always Marines. Mm-hmm. Now, always being a Marine doesn't mean being a piece of shit person. Doesn't mean using it as an excuse. Doesn't mean like we talked about going home and yelling at your fucking wife. I was a drill instructor. I hate to yell. Look at my voice. Forever the rest of my life is going to be like this. I, I wasn't that guy. When, I, when people were like, oh, you're a drill instructor, and then they'd meet me and they'd be like, you're not a drill instructor. And I'm like, I was probably one of the most intentional instructors you ever met because that was my job. I have videos I'll show you. They're fucking slaying bodies. But that was my job. 
And I, my, my life and my way of life was being a Marine. But my job at the time was being a drill instructor. I didn't go treat people like they were recruits, which 99% of drill instructors do, and they're fucked up. That's not okay. Being a Marine is who you are as an identity yeah. in my mind. It is not who you are in action all the time. When I say in action, I'm gunfighting. You know, I mean like the way you communicate, the way you talk to people, the way you respect people, the way you perceive things. I'm intense as fuck, okay? And people are like, oh, you're intense because you're a Marine. I was this fucking intense at like seven years old, dude. <laughs> it's just my personality. But I would never, ever do something now. now my, my dark time, yes. Do something now and say, oh, it's because I'm Marine. No, I'm not leaning on that because I'm a fucking moron, you know? And when somebody says that to me, I'm like, because you're an idiot, you mm-hmm. know? Like, so I think what you were trying to say is like, hey, we are Marines for life. We are bonded together, male, female, whatever, bonded together as Marines for life. But when you're out in town and somebody's not fucking up and you just want to act like a Marine, you should get smacked because you're not active, in service, in uniform, being that motherfucker, you know? And they leverage it as an excuse. And I think that's kind of what you were saying in my perspective, and that's kind of how I feel. And I would love to hear, like, the actual in-depth. I told you I wanted to wait no, for this no, podcast. No, no, 100%, man. Like, and I'm glad that, you know, listening to your perspective, you see what I'm saying? Like, it really helped, like, just the overall, and it's the reason why I made that video. You know what I mean? Just like what I had said, man, like, you sound exactly like one of my seniors. You know what I mean? Like, I swear to God, like, you sound just like my sergeant that had me as a PFC to Lance Corporal, you know? But they were great Marines, but failed marriages, don't see their kids, drinking problems, dealing with PTSD, baggage, the exact same thing that happened to you when you got out, that happened to them or something similar. You know what I mean? And... Once again, I learned from them and I picked up those exact same type of habits because they never taught me how to be a good. They never taught me how to be a good father. Be a good man. Be, yes, there it is right there. They never taught me that, but they made sure that I was a good Marine. And I was, you know what I mean? And I remember, I remember. I you still are. I checked into you. You're oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. You, no. <laughs> I know everybody. I know everybody. I made some phone calls for God. I'm this motherfucker. I was like, hey, am I going to get blindsided? Like, nah, he's a good fucking Marine. No, I, was like, I appreciate okay. that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made some phone calls. <laughs> and, but what a lot of people don't know, man, is, is that I had a bad drinking problem. You know what I mean? Just like what I had told you, dude. Like, I've. Yep. That, that sec. That, that. When I got arrested in New Brawfords, that was my second time. I would get arrested three. Uh, uh, another time after that. Literally, like, a year apart. You know? Damn, we should have been on the same team. <laughs> God. You know what I mean? Like, hey, that that's. You're, you're the second person to say that when I tell, like, you know? And it's just like. Dude, like not a lot of people knew that about me where I was fucking showing up to work drunk, but I was just so much better than everybody else that nobody would know it. And I remember or fucking, if they did, they didn't say shit because you were getting shit that's done. That's it. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm smelling like it, but nobody's gonna say anything because he's knocking that shit out the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm talking about going through a separation. Kids are now in Arizona, and I'm sitting there by myself alone. And I remember and when you said that. And you gotta sit with that shit by yourself. It's it's a shitty dude. It'll kill you, man. Because it's just like you haven't. And 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 the crazy part is, is that you haven't sat with yourself in a long fucking time. So when you said self awareness made you made made you hate yourself, I remember seeing saying that to myself, like, dude, like all of these plaques, all of these awards, all of this shit shit don't mean a fucking (laughs) thing because I'm in this big ass house by myself. And that's what I made not a Marine 24-7. I had made it back then, but I didn't vocalize it until later. I knew it was an older video. I'm glad you said that because I knew it was an older video. Yeah, it's an older video. I wanted to video. say anything because, yeah, and I wanted to hear the story because I love seeing things the first time. Yeah. So, I'm very animated. It's like people can see my reaction. But yeah, I knew it was an older video. And I knew, uh, I, I, I knew pretty much when, it was, when I first saw it, like, I get what this guy's saying because I obviously know. You know, like my, yeah. but I knew if I just, I'm not very active, like a, like a real influencer would be now on there. And I just post goofy shit. But, uh, I, I knew if I just came and checked, Hey, DM you, you'd be like, whatever. Right. And so, and, and you should, because you have so many people hit you in the DM. Right. And so I was like, ah, I'm putting on blast. <laughs> you know, I was like, but I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to his family and I'm going to wait for him to respond. I'll stop and wait for him. To respond. And that's exactly what happened. I stuck to my plan. It worked. Now here we are. 
But I knew that video was older, and I knew that was from a very hard time because the man that I talked to was not the man in that video, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the loneliness is the worst, man. It's the worst. And the crazy part is is that that idea, dude, like that idea had been – because I recorded that video in – in like January of like this year, you know what I mean? Earlier yeah, this year. Yeah. And I resurfaced it. But that idea, that idea had been sitting with me for almost four years. And 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 it was because of that idea that I, I became a better person because I was like, dude, like there's so many other aspects about yourself that you don't even fucking know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You used to just say like, and I and correct me if I'm wrong, how many times have we said, hey, I'll just, when I EAS, I'll just deal with that role when I get there. I, oh, I did. That. That's exactly what happened. That's my story. Yeah. <laughs> and and that shit. And that was me. You know what I mean? That's I, dangerous. I wasn't a fucking podcaster. I wasn't a speaker. I wasn't an author. I was just preparing to either EAS or retire. And I was yeah. just like, I'll deal with that, dude. And it took a long time to start looking at other aspects about myself, man. But that's where that video came from. Well, I think uh, it's a good thing you did it. You know. And everybody's going to have their opinion. Fuck them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Straight up. Like, if you're not willing to talk about your opinion, uh, intellectually articulate it yeah. and back it up and actually have something of sub- substance to 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 justify your feelings, um, then fuck off. Your opinion's not really... Or the people that aren't even in the Marines. Mm-hmm. I love the DMs I get about this, that people are in the Marines. Well, I'm not a soldier all the time. You're right, bitch. You're not a soldier all the time. <laughs> you're not a United States Marine. There's a difference. Yeah. I love my response to that. I already have that copied and pasted in my notes. <laughs> and I think um, the biggest thing, man, is that... And I'm and, and, and once again, like I'll tell you even then, like it killed me because me and you had so much in common from different eras. And I Crazy, was, right? You, you know what I mean? Like I was like, God damn it, we got a lot in common. And we're on the same page on it. We're just calling it two different things. You know what I mean? Yep. Like fucking, and that's the weird part. And I was just like, man, if people could really understand what I'm talking about, then we'll be able to get, we'll be able to connect those dots. You know what I mean? Like if we could yep. have that conversation, we will be able to connect those dots because there is so many people that are dealing with a lot of the shit that you talked about. So many people are and dealing with a, yep, just like what you're about to say. They, they suck it in. And and here is here's this is some stuff because we got a little bit of time. So, one, I removed myself from social media. I removed myself from the public eye, and it was for me, and it was the best thing I ever did. I feel like I'm at the point to inject myself in small doses because, unfortunately, these guys, they're so insecure, and their egos are so big, which is so weird how that happens to men, right? Yeah. Women do the opposite, which is weird. But uh, men, their egos get bigger, they get more insecure. The more insecure they get, the egos get bigger. But someone like me, like you, and when I say like me, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm different. Somebody that has had the opportunity to do things I've done in my service, they're not going to push me away. They will a few times at first. Like, oh, I've had guys, but I'm a persistent motherfucker. And so they're going to continually see me out here pushing this. They're, they're going to uh, hear you talking about it. And I hope to – we will do this again. I don't hope. I know we will. But uh, this is where change starts. This is where um, we start to make a difference like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got to stand up. No, you're good. Uh, this is where we make the difference that we were talking about, that we want to do. This is where we bridge the gap um, from the current service members to the guys that were prior service or girls that were prior service. You know? um, and so, yeah, this is that time. I think this is – we're going to look back a couple of years from now and be like, man, we made a difference. And the reason why is we set our personal insecurities, our personal misconceptions. And that's the big thing. We got to accept that we're fucking wrong a lot. You know, as humans, we're wrong. If we we're fucking good and great at everything, we'd all be succeeding. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, the most successful people are feeling the most at life. Mm. Um, I, I, I know – Quite a few people that are in the billionaire club, and I'll tell you right now, they fucked up lives, dude. I, I chased that, you know. I'm in, I did really at the height of it. We were doing stupid stuff, and I chased it. And I realized, looking back, like I'm so glad I never made it. Yeah. So glad that I did not get to that level where there's no going back. You know, there's no chance to reinvent myself because too much is invested. Too many lives rely on it, and 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 it, it, it's a humbling thought to think. My failure saved me. Mm, <laughs> I love you know? that, man. That's powerful, man. So, um, 
Yeah, I just, I think that guys need to start to focus on being a good human and you'll be a great Marine. You know? Um, Yeah, so like these things are things that, this wasn't thought of yesterday. These things are things that a fucking hard life of letdown, loneliness, failures, lost brothers, lost wife, injuries, drugs, lost money, made money, infidelity, you know, life and death situations, heartbroken, loneliness has, has, has taught me, you know, and any guy that fucking wants to say, like, you know, I'm a bash on the SF community real quick. It's like, oh, I did it for 15 years, 20 years, and never had an issue. Well, fuck you, because I know guys that were troop sergeant majors of Delta Force. They are my friends. I'm actually going to go see soon. They got stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but they'll tell you. He, he, I'm not going to put his name out there, obviously, but he's like, Mac, he's like, or he calls him PJ. You know, but he's like, PJ. He's like, you were just in it all the time. He was constantly I'm like, yeah. So... There's a difference, you know, when you're just, you become so numb. I'm kind of looking up at this guy right now because I love it, but it's so numb and just incoherent to what's really going around you because you're surviving, yeah. whether it's in combat or when you get back with all the, 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 the chaos, that it doesn't affect you. So it takes so long and, and, and so much. It's like you go from breaking down a rock this big when you're, and I'm saying Special Forces guys are amazing. They're my heroes. Don't get me wrong. But like, you got inserted in. You were there for two days, three days, a week, two weeks. Like, tell me when you were there for fucking 210 days in 316 firefights on one deployment. Do the math. I don't add up. You know what I mean? And so the rock's this big or the rock's off the screen, you know? And uh, and it, everybody has their own differences, their own traumas, everything. But when people look at a guy, oh, we only did eight years, not to me, but like eight years or something and they don't have these awards, but they were fucking in combat three, four, five, six hundred times. You know? That is... Think about this. Romans. Vikings. Let's talk about Vikings. Marines love fucking Vikings, right? And they have long hair and all that shit. Yeah. These guys would go on campaigns. They would get in small skirmishes. Two, three guys kill here and there. The big battles, there weren't 200 of them. There weren't six, seven, eight, twelve hour fights you know, all the time, you know, now the Romans did entrench for months with the barbarian stuff like that. I mean, I'm big on history, but like these battles, look at the Napoleon movie. I mean, it was was shitty, but it was depicted a lot of battles. They weren't constant forever and ever and ever. The deployment system is fucking flawed and we can get into that another time, but like some of these guys are in some serious sustained combat for extended period of times. That fucks this up. No, it doesn't. It doesn't fuck up. It changes it. Mm -hmm. It changes to a point where you have to change it again. And you're not going to be the same as before. Yeah. That's the thing. People chase what they were before. I chased the marriage I had before all the drama. That was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? I chased being the guy I was before I started having issues from combat and, and the Marine Corps. That's never going to happen. You're not that age. You're not in that situation. You're not in that time. Those people are not around you. You have to change. It continually change. And that's how you survive. And changing is trying new shit. And trying new shit's fucking talking about what you have. Not with a fucking doctor. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so don't take this as not medical advice. But... <laughs> Doctors suck because they don't have a fucking clue. They want meds, money, whatever. But like this right here. I I got a message. You saw it posted the other day about 3-5. The guys having issues with the holidays. I literally sent them my cell phone number. Door course. Said send it to anybody. Why? What What, what is it going to harm me to pick my phone and be like, hey, what's up? Hey, so so cool, man. What's, what's going on? Like we are only going to help ourselves. No doctor, no medicine, no organization, no foundation, no fucking give me money, not pay taxes. People are going to help us yeah. to a point where we're happy. Not fix us, not make us better, help us. Understand that it's all us that we have to do it on our own. Senior staff NCOs, you know, commission officers, they, at the end of the day, worry about themselves because it's a fucking career. You know, and, and I'm not dogging them. I just know it. I've seen it. I, I, my really good friend just retired 30 or 16 years, made it to E7, and another 14 years made it to major. Just retired, so I just spent last night with him. He flew in for his family for Christmas. And uh, we talked about it. At that point, it, it, they're not fixing shit. They're just in a place to run stuff. The guys that are making a difference are staff sergeants below. Females, staff sergeants and below. That's it. Gunnies, it gets to the point where you just, you're, you're in that transition to being a first sergeant, a mass sergeant. Mm-hmm. It's staff sergeants and below. E6 and below is what is going to make the change in our military. Mm-hmm. No matter who the leader is. 
That's it. Huh. Dude, I will say I knew that I knew that this was going to be a good episode, man, and it definitely turned out to be a good episode. And I uh, greatly, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I definitely look for look forward to doing another one with you, man. But with I that being said, dog. you know we come to a close to it. You know, oh, man, damn, this is a good episode, man. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Don't forget to head on over to your favorite streaming platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, and leave this podcast an honest review because this podcast deserves to grow just as much as we do. Also, don't forget to head on over to TikTok or Instagram and follow me at Meech Speaks. That's right, Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Stay motivated, stay healthy. I'm out.